Welcome back guys to 12 o'clock talks today We're gonna to be talking about the best movie snacks the dilemma of being 25 years old and how important communities and support systems are in your life We had an oopsie and forgot to include the riddle at the end of this podcast So it's the same as last week and the riddle is what needs to be broken before it can be used Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the podcast Dave, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm good, man. Awesome. Doing you're good. Finals week for you, then you're done with law school. Then all you have to do is pass that really easy test that they call the uh the bar. Yeah. Super, super excited. Super easy stuff on your end. Yeah, I'm really excited to be in a pit of misery for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um Life is what you make it, so let's make it rock. Yeah. In Montana. It, yeah. And I think when she wrote that song she was really thinking about rock bottom rock <laughs> might as well you make it so you might as well be at rock bottom all the time just just, cl- just clinically depressed mm-hmm. all the time um exactly so dr strange is coming out next week uh the new dr strange movie and i'm not a big movie guy um but sydney my fiance for those listening loves movies um but i do love snacks I love snacks. I will snack on anything. If there's a bag of chips in front of me, I'll finish it. A bowl of popcorn, it's gone. But, I mean, personally, I don't know what the best movie theater snack is. So, Dave, what do you think the best movie theater snack is? Yeah, I got two thoughts. One, okay. uh, back on the movie thing, mm-hmm. I saw a friend sent me a TikTok of a new scary movie that's coming out. It's called The Black Phone. And on the trailer at the end of it, the it gives you a phone number to text the word escape to. Mm-hmm. And I did. And now I think I'm on a hit list. A hit list? Like, like what? Like, okay, so it's hard to explain. Yeah, you need to watch try. the trailer. I'm coming out of way left field. But like, so I texted the number escape. And then it texted me back and said, hello, it's the black phone. Thanks for taking action. Follow along. We'll send you clues, links, and more. Just click the link, add yourself to the black phone, and remember, answer the call. And then I did. So um, I don't know like what's going to call me, and I'm kind of freaking out because the movie looked terrifying. It may just be a great marketing plan. They, oh, 100%. They, they're going to call I, you and say, hey, did you go to the movie theater? <laughs> you should go. Yeah, yeah, probably. But it was freaky and then it like added itself to my contacts and i now have a black Whoa. phone contact can you text it more i'll text her right now what should i say hi okay are you going to kill me see what it says okay we'll see what it says it's probably just a bot like there's no way somebody is just actively monitoring this thing that everyone texts for sure it is a bot but it hasn't responded yet, so we'll see. If it responds, I'll let you know. But okay, okay so with the movie theater though, yeah. Here's my hot take. Okay. Raisinets. I um Oh are those the yogurt covered raisins? The chocolate covered ones. But yeah. Okay. Chocolate covered raisins. Okay. A Coca-Cola Slurpee. Okay. And then popcorn but i'm not like a huge popcorn guy so i want like popcorn if there's someone to share it with like get the big thing let's load it up with butter but it's going to be shared between like three to four people three to four people for one yeah and you're just you're just passing it down the row because it's the all the snacks are going to be gone before the movie starts so it's not like you're going to be disrupting the movie yeah but that's not enough popcorn how much popcorn do you eat? I only need like Dude, a few. An entire, I could eat an entire large tub. Are you serious? By myself. Are you the person that gets the large Before and it comes with starts. a refill and you actually get the refill? Oh yeah. 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 So get there 30 minutes before the movie starts, get your popcorn, finish the whole tub, go back down before the movie starts, refill it. And then, um, yeah. Dude. Yeah. So you leave the theater and go, Hey, I just ate three pounds of popcorn can you give me three more pounds no 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 you can't leave with popcorn what are you gonna do with it get home and keep eating no like like after you because you get a refill with the large one yeah but like what i'm saying is 
you you're bringing it back to the theater but you no. have to go and tell the the theater workers that you you demolished this before the movie and you would like another one yeah that's impressive is that your computer what that noise in the background <laughs> well, maybe it's that's, a fan sounds like it's working as hard as i work when i'm oh dude yeah my all of the my popcorn co- yeah so my laptop died my mac died over the summer yeah and so i need i bought a laptop with the expectation that i just needed it for my last year of school and mm-hmm. through bar prep yeah and then i'm gonna but it sounds like a jet engine That's... it is the worst thing to bring to class it is it's like a blow dryer just going off in the back. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. It's not even running all that much. It's can running. Move, can you move your mic away from it? Because it's literally like. Is that better? Yeah, a little bit. Is it? Is your mic on Omni or the cardioid? It's on the blue one. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're good then. Yeah, man, I guess we're just going to we're going to talk through this. Okay, so. Okay, popcorn for me, it's popcorn, right? Popcorn and butter with the water. Now, now the question is: Do you take your own snacks in, or do you buy them there? Um, I I usually I'm a big fan of bringing your own snacks. Okay, so where do you get? Do you just go to Target and buy raisinets? Yeah, because like you just deal with that. You just deal with that look. You just deal with that look from the cashier. Oh, absolutely! Like what? What person my age is coming in with a drawstring bag to see the movies? No one. You take a drawstring bag? Yeah, because I want to get it all. Like I will bring snacks for everybody. Inconspicuous about it? You're just like I have snacks. Yeah. Have you ever been stopped? No, they don't stop you. Wow. Mm -hmm. I usually just have Sydney put it in her purse if we go to the movies, which is very rare. So that. One time okay. we brought sandwiches. Like we went to Subway before. You my family, like whole, my family, and we all f- ate sandwiches at, at the theater. Like my mom was like, "Hey, we're gonna go get lunch, but we're gonna watch it, eat it in the movies. Everyone order a sub." And you were just like, "Okay." And we were just eating Subway in the movies. Was, I think it was for like my dad's birthday or something. Oh my goodness! Did you, okay, no, that I think that's just where you draw the line, right? <clears throat> like you can't take meals into a movie theater. I what? think I think you just go standard. You buy your popcorn at the movie theater. You buy your candy there. You buy your water. You just cough up the hundred dollars that it costs, and then you go in and you watch a movie. Like that's that's it. No, the only thing that you just have to keep movies simple. No, you. That's why you bring your own food. You buy the ticket. Maybe you get a Slurpee because movie Slurpees for some reason are better. It's kind of like. Uh, McDonald's Coca-Cola is better. But okay. like a movie Slurpee, bring in your own snacks, make a day of it. No. Just, just no. No. Like, that. Just it doesn't make sense. And the movie, movie theaters are gross places, one. Like, you have like dozens of people sitting in the same seat eating in the same place drinking in the same place and like it's like hardly clean it's like swept but it's not like disinfected right what what do you think a restaurant is jack okay the tables are disinfected when you go there like these these everything you've said is just the same thing just movie theaters don't have tables no 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 same seat like gross gross things gross things happen in movie theaters and that just can't be undone so it's not a place to eat and if you're sharing one tub of popcorn between five people, everyone's hands are going in there. Your drink is just insanely sugary, so you feel like crap when you walk out of there. It's just not a... Ugh. This is why I don't go to movie theaters. It just... Ugh. It's just not a, not a fun place to be. And the fact that like people like make it like a picnic doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But that's my hot take it. on movie theaters. You haven't done it yet. You're right. So let's go have a picnic in the movies. I'll bring food, drinks, in my drawstring bag. I'll make sandwiches. 
and then we can have a sandwich and watch a just a great premiere. No. Yeah. Have you ever been to like a midnight release of a movie? No, because I'm sleeping. Because that doesn't make any. Once again, right? You're with a bunch of different super fans, shoulder to shoulder, like competing for the best seat there. You watch the movie and then you go. You go home and it's like two thirty in the morning. It, it, you're just tired. All you've done is seen a movie. Like I don't. I don't see the point. See, in high school, a group of friends, we were really into the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. And so we went to all the Fast and Furious midnight releases. But we also really liked sitting at the very front of the theater. Like, you know how, like, they start going up, like, the stair steps, but then there's also the rows in front of them that are just, like, you are looking straight up in the air to see the TV or the screen? Yeah. We would sit in those seats. Why? I don't know. It was just our thing. And so we would sit in them. And we'd go to the midnight premiere, and it was so much fun. But I feel like it's the people you're with as opposed to, like, the actual, like, movie theater experience, right? Oh, yeah. That's why we're sharing popcorn together. We're friends. Right, but, like, okay, so you could just have that same experience at home. No, because it's it's going and doing the thing. You're surrounded by other people who are into this movie franchise enough to wait until midnight. And see it as early as possible. Like the atmosphere is really good. Like people will clap at the end of the movie for midnight premieres. That's like clapping when a plane lands. No, not the same. No, it doesn't make any sense. Not the same because these are fanatics. These are fanatics. You're applauding applauding? the movie. No, you're applauding yourself for sitting through two and a half hours of a movie. Nobody is there to listen to you applaud. It is. You're at the midnight. If you're at a midnight premiere, for a movie, it's because you are invested into that movie. Not a And you're chance. with other people invested into that movie. And so it is just, it's a different environment than going to the movies normally. You are just applauding yourself. It's camaraderie. And camaraderie like, for watching a movie. Everybody in that movie theater has one thing in common. And that doesn't happen all the time. Like everybody in that theater wants to see that movie and is into seeing that movie and is pumped to see that movie like when it starts people cheer when it ends people will clap if it was good if there's like an iconic scene or something crazy that happens a major twist people will audibly gasp but the entire theater will because everyone in that theater is invested enough into that movie to understand the context and the weight of that plot twist and can give it like the recognition it deserves it's unmatched movie watching okay i can get behind that like the shared emotion of watching a movie together i could get behind that like uh fast seven when paul because paul walker died in the middle of the filming of fast seven yeah that was like the entire theater was crying at the end of that movie it was like one of our idols is gone and so it it would like that's not something you're gonna get by just normally going to see the movie you gotta go to the midnight release you gotta go to the fan stuff yeah i guess i just uh, movie theaters (laughs) just just not Mm -hmm. my vibe did you ever go to a dollar movie no, like in the mall if, I, if I'm not going to pay those $10 were to see disgusting. Movie, I'm not going to go see it, pay a dollar to go see a movie. Like, you didn't know if the seat was actually going to have a cushion or if there would be sound in the movie. It was just, oh, God. And you never knew it was playing. You would just be at the mall and you're like, you want to go see a movie? And you just walk in, give them a dollar, you just sit down and hope for the best. Like borderline copyright infringement, too, because they haven't actually bought the rights to the movie. They just have a DVD player in the back with a projector. I don't know about that. It's just it was usually just movies that were no longer being shown in theaters. And so they'd be like eight months to a year old. Like they'd be showing ice age, but it's 2015 and you're like, why? Okay. (laughs) Jeez, man. What a a gift to be young again, just rolling around the malls. Okay. So that's not something I just never really did though. Like I'm sure I did it once or twice, but like it was a thing to just go to the mall 
and walk mm-hmm. and look at stuff. Yeah. And just get I up to now, all sorts of mischief. Like, yeah, I'm now terrified to go to the mall. Teenagers scare me. Like, middle schoolers are probably the meanest human beings on Earth. What? Like, I, just hate, not, I just hate going to the mall. Yeah, I don't like going to the I went to the mall the other day with my parents because they were in town. Okay. But I was legitimately nervous when I would pass a, like, a gaggle of obvious t- middle schoolers. Because I'm like, man, if they start roasting me, they're going to cut deep. What would they say about you, Dave? Roast yourself. Dude, they, like, it would be probably like skinny, tall, white guy jokes. Um, I don't know. It just, I just know like there's something about the middle school brain that has the ability to point out all of your deepest flaws and make it hurt. They're terrifying humans. Just stare right into your soul. Yeah. Dude, some of the eight year olds at coach are just savages. Dude, with the, right? With the insults. Yeah. I, I bet. feel like it's gotten worse. Like Xbox, Xbox communication and talk has just like been extrapolated to real life. Mm-hmm. Do you remember whenever they didn't have parties, and so you just would it would always be open? Uh, no, actually, I don't. I got into Xbox really late. Played mm-hmm. a lot of soccer, and then I got an Xbox, and I can attribute that to uh, my decline at fourteen. Yeah, but it used to be. Like, you would be in a Call of Duty, like, Search and Destroy lobby, and just... Oh, those were brutal. Just, those were brutal. Disrespectful. Like, you you would contemplate life after that. You're like, man, these, these strangers really hurt me. It's funny, like, playing Xbox now is, uh, is just kind of like a, oh, just I'm just gonna putz around, do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no real, uh... Like point to it, I guess mm-hmm. there never really was, but um, okay, so I have a friend, one of the guys I just got back from my camping trip with uh he's twenty four turning twenty five you're twenty five right right sure are do you do you know how old you are me i'm twenty five that's what I thought okay so but he's turning twenty five uh in a week, and he was having like a mild existential crisis about it Mm, the quarter life well okay so is it really a quarter life though yeah because for some reason we only live to 100 well i was gonna think of the other way around like how many people actually make it to 100 i think it's just it's an easy number and life is complicated enough so let's just keep it keep it clean okay well that's fair but he was, um, so essentially he was talking and he was just like, I just feel like I haven't done, he doesn't know whether he's done anything with it or he's like moving too slow or like, I don't know if you've gotten to this point yet, but like feels like you're just like now everything's kind of done and you're just kind of, you know, working, paying bills, going home, working, paying bills, going home. Have you, uh, have you kind of experienced that yet or no? No, dude, I'm still in school. Oh, that's fair. So it's. I feel a, 12. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say it is a very weird feeling. Like being that you have nothing else to like, like I still play soccer occasionally. Right. But I was thinking about it. Right. We growing up, you g- would go to school and then you go to soccer practice. Right. And that was your life. And you didn't have a lot of responsibilities. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at some point, soccer kind of like fades away but you still got school and slowly like you fade from playing soccer every day to you know just going to school and working every day and then you go from going to school and working every day to just working every day and then i don't know it, it's just a it's a full full-on feeling of just like oh, okay well it's easy to feel like your youth, not to sound too ex like too dramatic, is like behind you already. Mm. I mean, I guess I could see that. Like, there's no set next move. Right. Like everything very stagnant. Yes. Like everything from now on is self determined. 
for the first time in your life. Yeah, that is terrifying. But also kind of like uh, liberating in a way. You know, like you're, you realize you're not tied to anything, right? You could take a risk now and you'd still be fine. Like you could still fail, but like failing at 25 seems a lot more daunting than failing at 16. You know, like, mm-hmm. like what, what were you scared of? Were you scared of failing anything at 16? Other than a test? No, not really. I didn't have a lot of plans at 16. Well, that's what I'm just... saying, right? Now you feel yeah. like you need to have a plan. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, you even, uh, when you were looking at jobs two weeks ago, you texted me, you're like, dude, what? Like, <laughs> um, what? Mm-hmm. What? What is this? So, like, how do you, how do you plan for something you don't know? I feel like is the, uh, is the whole 25 dilemma, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I have all this freedom. I have money for the first time in my life. But I have like I have no plan. Like I have no idea where to go or what to do or like how to even start planning. Mm-hmm. What I did mean, you do? Yeah, I think now I am. My long term goals are just to pass the bar in July. Okay. But after that, like I want to travel a lot, so I have a list of places like I want to go. I want to do some things like, I want to try surfing. I think I'm going to try to do that. Um, I would like to buy some land and, and how do I set myself up to be able to do those things? It's probably where I'm at now. So those are just kind of like the, the external, like, Oh, like that's an indicator that I'm doing well. Yeah, it gives you something to look forward to. It's and so like growing up you're like, okay, well, I'm looking forward to the next grade. Like, you know, I'm looking forward to starting high school. Oh, I'm looking forward to being able to drive. I'm looking forward to graduating high school and starting college or, you know, moving out of my parents' house. I'm looking forward to uh like for us like playing in college. And then it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to graduating college and um, starting my master's or starting my upper graduate program. I'm looking forward to graduating from those things and having that degree to do X. Well, now that you have that, like all of those things checked off, it's like, well, I have the ability to do what I have worked really hard to do job wise. I am satisfied. In, and if you are satisfied in that, you're like, I'm satisfied with what I'm doing professionally. Okay. So I'm gonna keep doing that, but I've never been to Scotland. I'm now going to look forward to going to Scotland and I'm going to make it happen. Like, I, I think mm. that's kind of my mindset with it. And like, it could be anything. Like some people would be like, Oh, I'm really looking forward to having children. Like, how do I make my kid's life better or whatever? Who knows? It's almost like separating your, your own personal goals and intertwining them with like your, like almost like societal checkpoints. Yeah. Right. Graduating elementary school, then middle school, then high school then college, then either graduate degree or starting a job, and then being in a relationship, getting married, having kids, buying a house. Mm-hmm. That's, for me, I think it's that, that trying to separate the two is, is what's difficult. Because a lot of the things take precedence. Like for right now, like obviously we're planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. And so you look at that and you go, well, we could travel these next two years for, for the cost of a wedding. Um, but it's not on the cards. So mm-hmm. you're trying to almost appeal to like what, what's expected of you and then intertwine your own personal freedoms within it, which I feel like is like a, cause where does it end? Right. I think it's something a lot of people get caught up on because you graduate college, then you get a job. Okay. Well now you got a job. Now you're probably going to try and be in a relationship or you're trying to get a promotion. Well, when you get the promotion, what happens after that? You get another promotion. Or you get married, and then you buy a house, and then you blink and you're 45. Mm-hmm. You blink and you're well, 50. So well, I think not... some people, you know, may may just get cut off on that. I mean, I I certainly do. I think it kind of sounds like you're trying to equate checking the box with happiness. 
And I don't think those are the same things, right? Like going, getting the chance to visit Scotland doesn't mean I'm happy. You know, just because I've started a family and, or like my next step to happiness is going to be getting into a serious relationship. I don't think that's, that's the way to look at it. I think if that, if you are in and of yourself happy with where you are, then all the other stuff are like, like I was saying, just goals. It's not um, indicative of you personally or like where you're at. Whereas it's more of a, like a sprinkle of sugar on top of like already a good life. Mm. And that, I think that like that goes back to like me personally, I'm not in any sort of serious relationship. So I don't have to do like I, I can't relate to that. But I do believe that my career path is what I'm gonna like really enjoy doing. And who knows, maybe in eight months we'll come on here and totally be like, that was a fluke. It's a waste <laughs> of time. But um right now, like I'm pretty content and happy with where i'm at and so like if i wasn't happy my goal would be to be like all right let's self-evaluate what what am i doing to myself or what is going on in my life that is bringing me down rather than me looking forward but right now i'm happy so it's like now i want to look forward i want to pass the bar and you know go to england and celebrate you and do all of those other things no, that's, I think it's a really good point. It's almost like just taking everything and like, there's certain things that are going to happen. Like life milestones are going to happen. You're going to get that promotion. You're going to get that job. You're going to check the box, so to speak. But rolling with the, uh, not expecting a certain emotion when that happens, like not expecting to get married and be happy instantly mm-hmm. or not expecting to buy a house and feel affluent. Yeah. Like mm. if, if you're relying on those things for, happiness i think that could easily become toxic like it may make you happy and feel accomplished to buy a house and that's great like if that is but if that is the only thing that is keeping you happy that happiness that you get from buying the house and having a house that you like will run out Mm. like it needs to be something deeper than that yeah absolutely no i 100 percent agree so i think another interesting kind of tangent on this is what what importance do community and support systems play as you as you grow like how how would you how do you perceive your your own community and your own support systems and how important are they um as you as you continue to grow with your school and your career and you know as you check those boxes so to speak i don't think i could survive without my support systems what do those look like to you so i mean i have people for all sorts of things you know like i have the people that i call when i'm dealing with like personal problems i have the people that i call when i'm dealing with school problems i have people that i call when i'm dealing with more complex um, decisions to make i have the people that i call just to you know rant about stupid stuff and so I think if you don't have those people, you can easily get lost and get in your own head. And instead of finding a good solution to whatever situation you're in, you just start digging a deeper hole because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times you are too close to the problem to make a good decision or to think clearly about it. And so it's nice to have people who maybe relate to it in a some form or the other or have gone through something or who care about you enough to tell you the hard truth and be like hey you are making a dumb choice right now i love you but you're 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 screwing up and like so i think you need that in your life where did you um I know for me, a lot of my support systems came from obviously college soccer where I met you and everyone else and then um, my family and then 
just different communities like at work and people you meet. Where did uh where did you find a lot of your support systems and develop your your own community? I think your your case is interesting because you kind of moved away from everyone, not knowing anyone, to a new school, to a new city, to a new program, like taking that step without anyone else there was well, certainly interesting. But I mean, having been having been to your college and meeting your friend group up there and your support system, I mean, I can say it's probably like one of the most supportive, nurturing like friendliest group of people I've ever met. Uh, I got lucky. Um, it's fair. So, the, and I wish I was making up this story, but I'm not. Um, I used to be really good friends with this girl in high school. And she worked with, um, she was a social worker with, my now best friend in law school. And so when you would get accepted to the school, the school would make a little post like on their Facebook or something like that and be like, welcome, like glad to welcome Dave to the school, blah, blah, blah. Like everyone give him a round of applause. And so while they were working together at the social work thing, my now best friend from law school would just read the names to my friend from high school and be like, do you know this person? And they would just kind of like, see, well, my name actually came across and my friend from high school was like, Oh my gosh, I, I actually know him, grew up with him. You should become friends with him. And then, um, described me to my law school best friend. And was like, he's going to be the tall, like white guy. He's probably going to be underdressed and probably wearing like some soccer sweats <laughs> or soccer shoes, like indoor shoes. And I 100% was, it was business casual, and I just read casual, so I was in sweats. No, I was in jeans. I was in jeans, like a like soccer polo, and then I was wearing sambas. Classic. <laughs> so, the classic. Uh, um, my law school best friend just came up and was like, hey, I know this girl from your high school. We should be friends. And that's how I met her was just through luck of the draw. And then she knew two other, like went up to two other guys at the law school and were like, we're friends. This is it. And then we became really good friends, sat next to each other through all of like the first year of law school because we all had the same schedule. And that was that. And then, you know, you go through like friendships forged in fire, kind of similar to the like the college soccer friends that we have. That's really hard to break. Like we went through just a terrible 12 month experience. One, it was law school. Two, it was the beginning of COVID. So mm -hmm. like we struggled through all of those emotions and all of those trials together. And I don't think I would have made it without them. So. Like that, that's how I met those friends. And then, you know, like you just have people who are going through similar stuff to you, which is nice because it's like we're all in the same stressful situation of school. So a lot like you have the one thing in common. So it's easy to find people who will listen to you and can relate to you. And so that that is how I found that group. And then you and I, like we played college soccer together for four years. It'd be wild to say that we weren't friends you know we were in the same class we lived never more than two miles from each other so yeah it's kind of wild to think about <clears throat> yeah like, but so that's the law school thing is like i can't take credit for any of it uh my my friend in law school literally came up to me like we're gonna be friends sit next to me in class and i did there you go. You've always been good at following directions, Dave. I am telling you. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so what about like going out of your way? Like, have you have you made an effort to like go to certain events or, you know, kind of put yourself out there? Has that has that helped like kind of expand your circle or just. Help like help you, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I've been trying to make. A better effort at networking because mm. um, that is not 
my strong suit. And so throughout these past three years, like I try to go all, to all the events that I can. Um, and I've made a lot of good friends doing that because you just like, if you go to a, like a slam poetry night, you're going to sit next to someone and then, you know, there's no way some small talk doesn't happen. And if you mesh and vibe well with that person, great. If you don't, then whatever you listen to some mediocre poetry. Um, not to say that all slam poetry is mediocre, but it's not my vibe. Um, or, you know, you just put yourself into situations where you have to talk to people. And then I also started playing a lot more soccer. Mm-hmm. So, like, started playing a lot more indoor. Met a guy on my co-ed indoor team who has a Sunday league team. And he asked me to play on Sunday league. So now I'm on a Sunday league team and I've met a whole bunch of new people. And they they travel and play, like, tournaments and stuff. And so they've asked me to travel and play with them. And so, like. You just like awkwardly have to insert yourself into situations where you are forced to meet people. I think that's hard. I I was just about that's kind of where I was hoping you were going with that because in in middle school and high school, like I never wanted to participate in anything because I was afraid of being the worst at it or like afraid of what other people would think. And the thing I've noticed over the last you know two to three years is that nobody cares like but in like the best way possible like no there's nothing there's nothing bad that can come out of going to to use your example to slam poetry by yourself on a wednesday night there's nothing bad that could happen you Mm -hmm. you, if even if you leave you leave with zero friends okay fine you went there with zero friends so you heard some mediocre poetry to to put your words on it and then you went home cool like you got out of the house you did something Best case scenario, you meet the person you end up being in a relationship with. You meet your new best friend. You meet somebody who is really into poetry and you want to learn more about poetry. And so you start going to slam poetry with them. And they have a group. And everyone writes poetry on Wednesdays. So instead of going to slam poetry, you guys grab a case of beer and write poetry together. You know, I think that... Like, I used to get very caught up in the idea of like, oh, like, you know... Like, I shouldn't do that because, you know, I'm probably not good at it. And it's like, n- nobody cares if you're good at something. Nobody cares if you're awkward. Nobody cares if it's your first time doing something. But putting yourself out there, there's nothing negative that can come from it. Now, unless you're being just morally and objectively obtuse, right, in all conversations and you're just not fun to be around. I mean, I get that, right? But maybe you'll even meet people that aren't fun to be around as well. You guys can all be not fun to be around together exactly but like but even then you're developing a community and a support system that helps guide you through like all those checking like all those boxes being checked mm-hmm. which i think i feel like is just so important and a lot of people get bogged down with like well i don't have friends here well have you gone to trivia night by yourself no go to trivia night by yourself buy someone's beer that's a great conversation starter like, just be like, here, I'll get your beer, man. I'm here by myself. I'm Jack. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm Dave. Sweet. Now we're doing a podcast together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, everyone always says, like, go do the thing that you like to meet other people with similar interests. And I, I think that's good, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're really into rock climbing, go join a rock climbing club. You know, whatever. But let's say you don't know anything about rock climbing zero but you you've seen like maybe you've seen it on twitter or like youtube and it seems like a healthy group of people go anyways like go Mm. do something that you have zero interest in or zero knowledge about and be the person that's trying it for the first time because you're going to gain the respect of everybody there and that is such the it is the easiest way to walk into the conversation and you're like like Slam poetry, right? Like, I know zero about slam poetry. I don't know how it works. I don't know if you clap, if you snap, or if you cheer. I don't know. But you go in, and then that's your icebreaker. And they're like, oh, hey, like, do you like slam poetry? And you're like, I know zero about this. I am just here to learn what do you know about slam poetry. And then you can just meet people that way. And I so love- that's that would probably be my advice. Like, go do something you know nothing about 
and just have a good attitude. Like you said, like don't suck, but then also go in knowing, you know, nothing and just try to have someone tell you about what they enjoy and see if you like it. I was just about to say that, that I feel like having someone explain something to you that you know nothing about is one of the best ways to make friends because mm-hmm. you're, you're learning, they're teaching you and you're creating a relationship or a bond through like that experience. Now you may run into people, right? Who are just like, I'm not going to, why, why is this beginner asking me what to do? Like, and scoff at you. But I don't know about you, but I would, I would wager to say 99% of people aren't like that. And 99% of people like to explain things and teach things that they're passionate about. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, it's kind of like when people are like, like golf, like not everybody golfs, but mm. if you have someone who came up to you and genuinely was like, Hey, could you take, like, would you want to go to the range and try to teach me how to hit a club? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like we, we can go do that. I don't really like, I'm not a professional player, but we can go play sometime. And like, if they are genuinely interested in it, it's going to be fun. Mm. Or, you know, Hey, you're really into painting. Cool. Do you, do you want to take a painting class with me? I don't know how to paint. Like, sure. Come with like, everybody wants to share their hobbies because they like it. And why would you not want to share something you like with others? No, yeah, like everyone, yes. I mean, if someone comes up to me and is like, I want to learn how to play soccer, I'm jumping on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If somebody at work messages me and says, hey, can you show me how to do this? I am all over it. Like, I usually will drop whatever I'm doing to help, like, just to do that because almost almost selfishly, right? Because I know I enjoy doing what they're trying to learn, and I'm going to take an hour and a half doing that instead of what I'm, like, you know, arguably Mm -hmm. meant to be doing. (laughs) Then that's more important, right? It's just, it's such a cool bonding experience, man. When you, when you get to share your passions and your, your love of something with somebody else or vice versa, when you get to learn, when you get to learn about somebody else's passion, it just almost like, it makes you realize how easy, one, how easy it is to learn something too, how easy it is to talk to people. But like three, like, I feel like being uncomfortable is probably one of the best situations that you could be in. And the more times you put yourself in uncomfortable situations, and I'm not talking like, going on a walk without your phone at two o'clock at midnight downtown, not that kind of uncomfortable, but going to a free painting night at the public library, a kind mm-hmm. of uncomfortable by yourself or going to a, like a mixer by yourself, like doing events by yourself or with a friend or something and breaking up and like, just kind of using that experience to meet new people. I feel like is one of the best things. I mean, you, you're really good at it as a friend. Um, observing how comfortable people are in situations when you take me to the law school events and i think i've told you this before sometimes you'll just leave me <laughs> and yeah. you you trust you trust that i'm able to you know mingle and understand people and make new friends but there are other times where you haven't left me and you read the room right you 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 almost allow me to just kind of like Go either go talk to people or be like, oh, this is probably a situation in which like nobody's gonna talk. Okay, I'm gonna stay with Jack here. But like in those moments where I'm alone in at a law school event and people are asking me, oh, are you a one L or are you two? I'm like, I'm a no L man. Like I'm Jack. Nice to meet you. Like I don't know what else to say to these people. It's a really it's a it's a time when you know I find myself growing a lot. But like just because I'm really uncomfortable in those situations, but also at the same time I know that. If I need something, I'll just go find you and stick to the back of your shirt, you know, the whole time. Mm-hmm. So super cool. I feel like I feel like support systems and communities, man, they're really hard to develop. But like once you get one person, you get two. And once you get two, you get 10. 10 turns into 15. And you don't need a lot. You just need a couple quality relationships. I thought it was interesting that you said you have people for c- certain things. Yeah. So. Did did you just pick those people, like, so you got to know those people, right? And then, like, how does that, how does, how did that come to be? Like, I'm never going to ask you for your opinion on whether or not my motion to dismiss is good. Right? Like, you don't know anything about that. So, like, if I'm having a technical law problem, I'm probably going to go to the people that 
can relate to it. Or if I just need to vent and be like, I have a client who is, you know, doing A, B, or C, and it is driving me up the wall, blah, 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 blah. I really need to figure out how to get them out of this hole they've dug. Mm. You can't relate to that. Like you just, you have zero context. You don't like, you, you don't know. And so you got to go to people who can support you the way you need to be supported. Whereas let's say I need to just have like, general life advice or like the job search advice. I, I can go to you for that. You've been in the situation where you were, negotiating a salary for yourself or um helping other people find jobs or you know just setting yourself up for success professionally in a general sense yeah like i will call you and be like what do you think about this is does this make sense and i think that's what you do or you know like my sister my sister can relate to a lot of things but she she helps me with more of my like personal emotional problems because like we grew up together. She understands how my brain works, um, my background with a lot of things. And like if I'm having like problems with another family member or problems with a personal thing, like she can relate to it mm-hmm. better than anyone else can. So like she is my person for that. That makes a lot of so, sense. Like it's not that I went and picked people to be there for me for certain things it's just some people can relate better and and like the flip side of it some people can cheer you on and that cheering you on sounds better from from one person better than from a different like if i was to tell you that i got a certain award in law school like you'd be pumped but you wouldn't have any context for what that actually meant and so it would be like you would be a good friend and give me the the pat on the back that I was like excited for and whatever. But if I was like the gravity of it would be different and the same thing with like different, whenever I talk to my law school people and I tell about um, like accomplishments that we had in undergrad or with soccer, like they're just like, Hey, cool. High five. Yeah zero context whereas i could tell you like hey i played 90 minutes this last sunday in a sunday league game box to box and i died but like i made the full 90 minutes i was i was, I was about to call bs <laughs> but but i did like i legitimately played the full 90 um, that's incredible and, they, and like you but you have context for that you understand yeah. how out of shape and how much running that was <laughs> yeah like I w- could not move for two days afterwards, but I did it. No, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so like that's kind of where I mean with that is like you you got to go to people who can give you the support you need. I love that. I think that's really powerful. Going, going, knowing exactly like building out your support system and knowing exactly where to go for what you need for the emotion you're feeling. I think is like super resourceful. Um, okay, so now I do have a question for you. Mm. Okay, now it's a very, uh, very big question. So put your thinking cap on. What's your ideal vacation spot? Oh, am I with people or by myself? You're by, you have to go by yourself. What are you doing? Maybe not a place, but like, what are, what is David doing when he's by himself? going on vacation um i want to go to a museum of something something i want to go to something where i can learn here's my ideal vacation day one is i have like a little bit of time just to wander maybe like let's say we're in um let's say we go to we go to rome I want a little time to wander, just kind of like get my bearings around wherever I'm staying and sleeping. But then I want to go to something planned that afternoon and like have that like those next six, seven hours planned, like a museum, a walking tour, like tour of the city or something where I can learn a lot about the area I'm in. And then the next day, I just want to go on my own and not have a plan and just explore and just like 
wander wander down the streets, catch a like a bus and just ride it and see where it drops me off. Like that's probably my ideal vacation. Like a place where I can learn about the place I'm at and then just hop on a metro and go. Ride around all day. Mm-hmm. And just see where you end up. That sounds awesome. Sounds like Rome. Yeah. Rome would be a cool place for that. Yeah. What about you? I think for me, I want to be able to be in the wilderness, but then also like for one day, go like putts around a little town. So get a little cabin somewhere up in a mountain near a stream, maybe an alpine lake nearby so I can go swimming and just chill there for like two or three days and read and be by myself and go hiking. But then one day, just be able to like drive an hour, go into a city and do the similar thing. Go get brunch, go look at like cool stuff around the city, go to a brewery, finish the day off with like a nice dinner, stay in a hotel downtown. Mm-hmm. Like a perfect like hybrid, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. That was, like a little you know, bit of everything. Yeah, just a little bit of everything, man. I feel like just being outside in the wilderness is like awesome. Just how quiet it is. Mm-hmm. Super eerie, but nice. All yeah. Right. I can see that. Alrighty, man. Well, episode four is a wrap. I can't believe it's already been four episodes. I've been doing this for a month now. Yeah. If you guys have been listening since the episode one, we appreciate you. Um, be sure to... We are at 38 active listeners now, which is incredible. Um, our episodes have over 50 plays, which is cool. So, friends and family, you are very much appreciated. Um, if you're not friends and family, welcome. Um, you're still appreciated if you're not yeah. friends and family. Yeah, also, we, we do appreciate you if you haven't been listening since episode one. We, yeah, that, we appreciate everybody. Thanks, thanks for covering there, Dave. <laughs> um, if you guys are enjoying, please make sure to share with your friends. Um, the reviews help us with the podcast algorithm as well, so give us an honest review. As usual, we will have the riddle in the description below, so go ahead and vote on a poll. But until next time, this was 12 O'Clock Talks. I'm Jack, and this is Dave. Yes, sir. And we'll catch y'all later. Adios. Bye.